Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about home exercise programs, how many patients we see a day at Champion, and getting back into an exercise program. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We are here answering your questions. We get a bunch of good ones again today. But before we get into that, we actually have a new student we wanted to introduce to you today. Uh, Jake Scalf from the University of Kentucky is here with us at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston. So welcome, Jake. Glad to be here. What's going on? He is joining Evan Eleven from Sac State. And he's here. And I think the nickname we're going with, that's it's been it's been working, I think. I like it. You want, to, you want to do it? Jake and Bake. Jake and Bake. Jake and Bake is definitely the nickname. I think Stop. we got a good one here. So why don't, why don't we have Evan, just because he's the veteran, teach Jake and Bake <laughs> how to read three questions for us on this first one, and then uh, we'll alternate in the future. But uh, sounds good. Evan, let's do Oh, wait. And we're here with Lenny McCrina. Yeah, really, we don't need these guys. We <laughs> care about the students. And <laughs> My head is warming. Uh, we are here with uh, Lenny McCrina, Director of PT at Champion PT and Performance, and Dave Tilly, one of our performance therapists here. Yeah, baby. Physical therapist here. Uh, enhancing performance. sports certified oh, yeah. specialist. Oh, that's right. He's now a sport clinical. Clinical specialist? Sports. Sports certified, certified specialist. specialist. Sports. That's what the C means? I don't even know what it means. I passed it. I don't even know what it means. Sports certified in sports. There we go. That sounds cooler. That sounds way cooler. Sorry, Sorry APTA. I screwed that one up. All right, Evan, let's right. do this. Chris from Montreal asks, do you ever prescribe exercises for patients to do on their own? If so, do you ever find challenges with patients willing to do exercises on their own? And then what types of exercises do they have? All right. Who wants to start this one? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You definitely need homework. That's, yeah. This is Chris. Chris. Chris from Montreal. Chris from Montreal. Definitely need. Definitely need homework. Yeah. Why don't you? Uh... Definitely need homework. Absolutely. And I would say that you have to be very. I think the problem comes up when you just dump. You dump like a whole bunch of exercises on people the first day, and they like look super overwhelmed. They don't do anything. So I think that it's very. You have to be strategic. Maybe do their movement assessment see what their big rocks are, so to speak, and say, here's one for each of these four things that we think are really a big deal, and then say, but I really need you to just get these these four. You know, I just really need you to do on these every single day, and I kind of explain that if you come back and you haven't done anything, or we have no idea what's better or what's worse, because not a lot of follow-up. I like that. So yeah, I, definitely. I think you what? need to let people buy into why they are doing their home exercise. He said, throw stuff at them, but there's no rationale. They need to see, like, you do this, you're going to get this. You do this, you're going to get this, and this will help you achieve your whatever function it is or whatever. I think mm-hmm. as a new grad, I was, I think I was timid, surprisingly, in asking people if they did their, their home exercises or worried that they were going to say that they didn't have time or whatever, and you basically get a guilt trip them yeah. into doing it because it's their function. That's kind of that other avenue that I'll take sometimes, but usually people buy in. That's the Italian Bostonian in Lenny right there. <laughs> right. We're going to motivate them through guilt. guilt. And, 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 and well, you know. <laughs> Not my shoulder, but if you don't do it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think Dave said it really well. Keep it simple, right? So it's not confusing. Keep it very achievable where it's just like a small amount of exercises. You, you got you to gotta pick your biggest bang for your bucks. Mm. I think that's a good one there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, put, pulling together with Lenny, I mean, you just, you, you have to, you have to justify why that will help them achieve their goal. Not your goal, their goal. Yeah. And I think if, if they have that and they're motivated to do it, that's fine. Not every patient is motivated, right? Correct. You may not have the most motivated patient. It's not going to happen. Don't worry about it. Don't, you know, it is what it is. Some people aren't going to do their homework. <clears throat> you just have to show them that they're not progressing as fast as you want. Yeah. I'd no. say don't be afraid to let them know professionally saying, like, hey, we're not making a lot of progress because right. yeah. maybe the last two weeks we haven't really followed along with everything we're doing. Yeah. I've, I've pulled people on the side and said, like, look, hey, you're not going to get better if you don't if you do not yeah. do this at home. Like, sure. what I do with you for an hour, you know, once a week, twice a week, three times a week, whatever, isn't enough to combat what you do all day. So Especially in our model, when we see people once a week, once every two uh-huh. weeks, once every three weeks. We're not seeing people two to three times a week uh, as in other models. So, you know, we it works. Mm-hmm. It can work. Mm-hmm. It, it just works. It works. Like Apple. Hashtag it works. <laughs> Evan, what do we got? All right. John from Pittsburgh asks, how many patients do you see a day? I am finishing up my last clinical affiliation of PT school, and my clinic schedules a patient every 15 minutes. It can be very challenging to provide quality care with such a heavy volume, especially as a younger clinician. It often leaves me discouraged that I am not able to practice how I want. Interested to get your take on this. Great question. Yeah. So when I started off, and I know when Len started off, and I think Dave was very similar, our our model was one patient every 15 minutes as well. Um, We oftentimes put more than one on there, and some of those were evals, and we didn't necessarily schedule time slots for evals. So we were super over busy. You were pretty much the same, right? Yeah. Every 15? Just from there. Um, That's that's the nature of the beast in some places. You know, know, some some places are going to put... um, you know, emphasis on the financial, you know, lot, you know, bottom line and how much, you know, revenue you're generating as a physical therapist. So, um, you know, here at Champion, we don't do that. We, we emphasize the quality of care. So, uh, we don't do that. We're essentially one on one. Um, there are, you know, very small times that we overlap people because it's appropriate, not because we're trying to make more money, but because it's, it's appropriate for those people. And, um, uh, we're just, we're trying to help more people. We're trying to get them in. So we do do that. But we're one-on-one, um, so I mean, heck, if I work six hours, I'm going to see six, seven, maybe eight people in a day, um, you know, and that's kind of that's kind of how our model is here, but, you know, we can, you know, we, we kind of all manage our schedules on our own, so you can work as hard or as, as little as you want, I guess, um, but I think to answer your real question about the 15 minutes and stuff, that, that just might not be the setting that you're most comfortable in, right, but I would say that's kind of the norm. You know, those are the kind of the factory physical therapy clinics that are out there and and they're super successful, right? Financially. But I totally agree with you. Those are a lot of those people find their way here um, to get a little better care. So, um, yeah, I don't know what you guys got any other thoughts. Uh, Yeah. I mean, everything Mike said, completely agree. And just, I would, you know, get your experience, take it for what it is, make the best of it and know that there's, there's better life out there in other facilities, including ours. Um, and you, if it's not, you think about creating it, you know, come up with a model that shows value to the consumer. And I mean, that's essentially what we've done. We've shown a value to the consumer that has sought a specific care for them because others have not worked. We get a ton of people that have come in and gone through the program of others and have been very frustrated by it. And we have to come in and then show that we can improve upon what they've done in the past. We do it. I do it daily. 
It's frustrating for me, and I tweet it out because I get frustrated by what people are telling me. So yeah. there is light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to yeah. work through it and make the best of your current situation. And some of the most prestigious places around are some of the most yeah. guilty. There's, they have good names for other reasons, but right. the people find themselves, uh, you know, just, I don't know, the lack of attention and lack of quality of care has a direct impact on their outcomes. Some people don't need a ton of extensive therapy. Some people do, you know. So yeah. it's going to come down to what you're comfortable with. And I think you found a setting that you don't like. Yeah. That was the number one reason I left my last job. Not it wasn't the facility because all of them were. I thought it was because it's coming work with to us. come here next. But I, I would have. I was very <laughs> unhappy with the fact that I didn't feel I could help people. And then right. you know, maybe there was some sway the other way. Yeah, I, you know, I totally, to, to your point, I, pr- I think I've shared this on the podcast, but my record in one eight-hour day with no assistance is 40 patients. In the, back in you know our old model that we had with Health South back in the day, I don't mind Great. saying that. Do they? Yeah, I guess they're around a little bit still, but that was crazy back then. And I literally said what Dave just said. I walked into my clinical director's job uh, office or whatever, sorry, and said, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. You know? Because I, I, my care that day was as best as I could. Terrible about yourself. It, it was as best as I could, but I was letting people down. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. All right, Evan, finish this one up, buddy. Okay, Frank from Chicago. I'm a 42-year-old overweight male with a long history of playing contact sports. Thankfully, at this point, I have never had an injury serious enough to require surgery. At this point in my life, I have adopted a new goal to achieve a semi-active, pain-free life and to avoid or defer as long as possible any major operations to the hips or knees. Can you offer some suggestions as to what I should include or exclude in my daily fitness routine in order to achieve that goal? So his examples are goblet squats, keep them or get rid of them, and then jogging, keep them or get rid of them. Nice. Just those two? All right. Well, awesome. What's his name again? I'm sorry. Uh, Frank from Chicago. Terrible. Frank. All right. Well, Frank, first off, congrats. I think it's fantastic. You've gotten to this point where you've made this this uh, conclusion and said you want to do that. I, th- I think you're, you're at a time in life where a lot of people are probably saying and thinking the same thing. So congrats for, for making that effort in there. Um, you, you know, I mean, you, you picked two specific examples, goblet squats and jogging. And without knowing you, I mean, it's really hard for us to say exactly what you should do. But the number one priority for you is that you should move and the most successful thing you can possibly do is be uh, consistent so get on a routine that you can do two three times a week or whatever it is that's achievable with your work life balance that type of thing and be consistent with it that's number one number two is just do a nice generalized program that uses you know you know your your entire body so you move in every plane of motion of your body so that way it's comprehensive and you don't get any overuse injuries from kind of breaking it down and then from really from there it's it's the best thing you could probably do is just get some guidance you know so i would say you know go see a personal trainer or something just to make sure that you know you're you're being coached correctly you're understanding the right exercises you should do and help you kind of put all those things together um, you know, I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't, even as a former athlete, I wouldn't say that's beneath you. I think you can do that, even if it's for a short period of time to get reintroduced to the exercises. But um, obviously, we advocate that you work with a coach or a personal trainer to, to help you with those things. Completely Any, agree. I think that? just to what Mike said, but you need to seek somebody out because what you think you're doing correctly, you're probably not. If you haven't worked out in a long time or ever, I don't know, your complete situation think you need somebody to guide you with a goblet squat it sounds like a simple movement but if you are not doing the squat correctly or if you are putting stress on your low back or your knees or your ankles or something you don't necessarily know that your feedback is just not going to be you don't have you're probably not in tune with your body as you need to be you need somebody to guide you for a simple goblet squat for example 
you know, so definitely seek out help for two, three months, get a good program, feel like you're moving correctly, and then you can use that program, um, you know, for the distant future, and then you may need to get reassessed again because you're going to progress. Uh, for the jogging, if you haven't worked out, yeah. I'm not an advocate. That's the one thing that I I, know, I don't know you, Frank, from Chicago, but I don't know if jogging is the thing you need to be doing right now. I'm just going to say that. I, I, I'll, I'll reveal, I probably shouldn't say this, but I was driving into work the other day, and it's nice now in, in New England where we're at. I was driving into the work the other day, and I came in, the first thing I said was, now, everybody's out jogging right now, and I really think 90% of people shouldn't be jogging. Yeah. Their jogging mechanics are terrible, which yeah. is probably because their body, like, mobility limitations are, are terrible. Yeah. So, you know, before you just jump into jogging, I think they're, you know, get on a nice comprehensive program. Mm-hmm. Especially if you mentioned you're trying to save your knees. That's the yeah. one way, if you're not in good shape and you haven't jogged in a while, to you know, potentially hurt yourself is to go into a jogging program. I would think of other things to do. Swimming, biking, Olympical, exercise, diet, you know, nutrition, stuff like that is going to be the number one thing initially. Yep. I would just say ease into it and keep it simple. I mean, I think we all see people that are like, man, it's nice out. I'm going to go run 25, 30 minutes. They're like, hey, I want to just enjoy this ridiculous workout exercise. And I'm like, I love it. Five days a week. Let's go. (laughs) Like, whoa, easy. (laughs) Yeah. Don't, don't fear it, but work up to it. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. So, Awesome. Well, welcome. Jake and Bake Jake dominated and Bake. this and Bake. episode, right? Did a good job. Uh, appreciate I your, go uh, fast. your attendance. <laughs> That's Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Jake and Bake. I got it. That's great. Look it up. It's funny. Uh, thanks so much, everybody. Appreciate uh, you know more questions. Uh, we just looked at the queue of questions. There's a bunch of great ones out there. So we're going to keep getting to them. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, go to AskMikeReinald. Uh, no, that's not the website. Go to MikeReinald.com slash AskMikeReinald. I don't know. Go to, go to MikeReinald.com and you'll figure it out. <laughs> click, click on the podcast button. Uh, ask us some questions. Subscribe to us on YouTube, um, uh, iTunes or YouTube, and uh, leave us a rating. And um, I'm doing terrible with the outro today, so <laughs> cut. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.